Hello and welcome to Living Hope. This is Pastor Staten, and I want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. A shout out to our E family, all of you that are joining us through the internet. I want to remind you every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, you can join us live at tv.livinghopemd.com. I pray that today's message blesses you and that you enjoy the word as it is shared today. I'm so lost to be found, and I know it's in my mind. Forever settled in heaven. Hallelujah, God, that you are true, that you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. God, that you've come that we might have life and that more abundantly. And we thank you, Lord, that your promises still stand, that you are faithful. Hallelujah. Let's give him a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. And if you would turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 4. Amen. Thank you, Brother Mitchell, for that great word. Amen. I believe that's a word that we can hang on to throughout this week. Because I guarantee you, throughout this week, one of those four, amen, one of those four areas that he spoke about, the enemy is going to try to use them. He's going to try to make you feel like you're all alone, like you're the only one. Amen. He's going to try. The Bible says one of the hallmarks of the last days is that the enemy is going to be working to wear out the saints of the most high that's exhaustion but I thank God that he gave me a word this week and when I come up against whatever it is that might be coming my way I've got a a name that I can call on amen amen that I'm not just going to flounder and flail in the waves but I'm going to call on the name of Jesus amen and I love that passage that you know one person stepped out of the boat Everybody else was willing to watch him step out of the boat. And I know we talk about Peter and his lack of faith, but he had more faith than the rest of them. Amen. He got out of the boat, but look, when he got back in the boat, everybody in the boat started worshiping. If one person will get out of the boat, it'll bring bring worship to everybody back in the boat. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 4, verse 18. Amen. Good to see Brother Spence tonight. God bless you, sir. Good to see you tonight. Amen. He's probably hoping I wouldn't say that, but... Too late now, done did it. Acts 4 and 18, I just want to read a few verses. Uh, Actually, quite a few verses. I want to read down through verse 31. And uh, then you can sit down and I'll stay standing. How's that? Is that a good deal? All right. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all or to teach in the name of Jesus. Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified for that God for that which was done. Now there, this was, there was this great miracle that had just happened. And so all the people are glorifying God because of this healing. For the man was above 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was showed verse 23 and being let go they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them when they heard that they lifted their voice to God with one accord and said Lord thou art God which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all them that is uh, all them in all that in them is who by the mouth of the servant David has said why do the, did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things. Verse 26, and the kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. 
For of a truth against the holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were gathered together. That's, that's bringing not just different names of people, that's bringing the, the Jewish leaders, the Roman leaders, and the people. They're all coming together. The, the Jews and the Gentiles, everybody it seems like is against them. And they were all gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. Verse 29, and now, Lord, behold their threatenings. God, you hear what they're saying. And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child, Jesus. Verse 31, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. Amen. The Lord bless you. And I, uh, you, you can be seated. I'm just going to preach, talk to us a little bit tonight. And then I'm going to move right into kind of sharing the vision over the next five to six months. Uh, the conclusion of 2021. Some things that we're going to be starting here next week. And moving on through the remainder of the year. At least that's our plan but I want to start with somewhat of a biblical foundation. I want to talk to us about boldness, amen, the importance of boldness, if I were to give it a title tonight. And I want to draw our attention in this passage of Scripture. If we go down to verse number 29, amen, as these uh, apostles, the preachers of the gospel, are on every side, they're being threatened. They're being commanded not to preach. They're being commanded not to assemble together. They're being commanded not to go into the temple. And it's coming from Pontius Pilate. It's coming from Herod. It's coming from the Gentiles. It's coming from the Jews. It's coming from everywhere. Nobody wants them preaching the gospel. Nobody wants them in the temple. They, they, in fact, they're commanding them, don't preach the name of Jesus. They're commanding them not to go into the temple. And the Bible says that in the midst of this, the apostles come together and they have one prayer request. They prayed that God would grant them boldness to speak. Amen. They, they prayed that God would grant them boldness to speak. They didn't pray that the trouble would go away. They didn't pray that, that their, their enemies would be turned away from them. They didn't, they didn't pray any of that. They simply prayed that God would grant them boldness to speak. Now, I believe that boldness is more, uh, you know, sometimes we can think it's boldness and it's really stupidity. I mean, it's really, it's, it's dumb. It just, I don't know, neither one of those words you, you want your, your children hearing, but that's what it is. It's not bold to do dumb things. It's not bold to make a fool out of yourself. All right? So boldness, I want to give you an equation for what I believe biblical boldness to be. I believe boldness equals courage plus wisdom. Amen. Godly courage plus godly wisdom. And I believe that as they prayed that in the book of Acts, we need to begin Praying that in 2021. Amen. I, I, I'm going to say that again. That we need to begin praying that in 2021. We need to pray that God would give us boldness. Not just that we would stand up and do stupid things for the sake of drawing attention to ourselves. But that God would give us boldness. Amen. To know the right thing to do at the right time. Amen. To stand at the right time. To stand for the right things. Amen. They prayed that God would give them boldness, and then they said, 
in verse 30. Here's how we need you to give us boldness. God, we need your hand to stretch into it. God, it can't be just us standing up. And because if it's just us, if it's just us standing up, then it's, it's not going to work. The, the, the hand of Pontius Pilate and the hand of Herod and the, the hand of the Gentiles and the hand of the Jews will crush us. It's not enough if we get up there and stand on our own. There's got to be a witness that God is with us. And so they said, God, we're praying for boldness. And the other thing that we're praying for is that there would be miracles, signs, and wonders. They said, God, we pray that you would stretch forth your hand and heal and that signs and wonders would be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. Amen. And I believe that, and I'm not going to preach real long tonight, but I believe in this hour that we have got to start praying for boldness, that God would give us boldness to speak. And I believe that boldness was, there were different categories of that boldness in their hour that we're going to have to have in our hour. First of all, it was a boldness to go into the temple when powers that be said not to go to the temple. Amen? It was a boldness to go, yes, I'm going to say even against authority. I believe that we should be law-abiding citizens. I believe in that. I believe we should be subject to the authorities that are over us until the authorities that are over us begin to contradict the authority that is over us. Now, if you're not paying attention to things that are going on in our world today, there are people under the cover of COVID. There are pastors that are being put in prison just for not even going to church, but for having Bible studies in their home. Now, I'm going to tell you, I, I know COVID is a real thing. I know that we've lost loved ones to COVID. I know when my father-in-law passed away, he was diagnosed as part of that with COVID. So I'm not downplaying COVID, but I'm telling you there's something darker behind COVID. COVID is not just a virus. It's not just a sickness. There is a spirit that is hijacking that sickness, and it's using it to silence the church. And we got to make up in our mind right now. We're going to have to, again, I don't want to be stupid. I'm not talking about being stupid and, and just doing things to draw attention to us. What I am saying is we need to, be, we need to use wisdom. And what I mean by that is if we have four or five cases break out in the church, we're going to close it down for a couple of weeks. And we're going to give time for it, to, for, for it to air out like we've done before. But I'm not just going to stop having church because somebody says we can't have church. All right, we did that once before and it didn't work out. All right, we, we tried that once before. I'm telling you, we're not going to shut down just because they told them in the book of Acts. They said, don't go to the temple. They said, you know what? We got to be careful. Should we be more careful to obey you or to obey God? And they said, we're making a choice right here. We're going to put our lives in the hands of God, and we're going to obey him. So we need godly courage and we need godly wisdom. Now I'm telling you, I'm not, we're not alone in this. There's a lot of churches around this nation that are making up their minds right now that we're not doing it again. We're not shutting down again. Yes, if we get sickness among us, we'll shut down and we'll give it time to clear out a little bit. But we're not shutting down again because there is a, there is a vindictive spirit that is behind this that is trying to silence the church, that is trying to snuff out the church, and we're not going to go that route. 
So we need to pray. Those four, here's what we need. We need boldness and we need miracles, signs, and wonders. Amen. We need to be evident to the world around us that this isn't just a bunch of crazy people that are trying to make a political statement. This isn't about politics. At least for me, it's not about politics. It's about standing upon the word of God. Amen. It's about standing up for the gospel. It's about ensuring that the gospel is not snuffed out. It's ensuring that every sinner in this community has an opportunity to hear the gospel preached. So we need the witness of miracles, signs, and wonders. Amen. We, we need that. We need God to stretch forth his hand. Listen, they said, God, we need you to stretch forth your hand. We believe that your hand is there. But, God, we need your hand to become more present in this hour. And so I'm asking us as a church this week to pray for those four things. God, give us boldness. Again, boldness is what? What's the equation? It's courage plus wisdom. All right, God, don't just let us be a bunch of brave idiots. And don't let us just be a bunch of wise cowards. But, Lord, let us be a bunch of courageous, wise people, amen, that we're bold enough to stand. If it means the laying down of our lives, we're willing to do it. But, God, we're not just doing it to bring attention to us. We're doing it because that's what the Spirit of God and the Word of God are leading us to do. Boldness. And then miracles, signs, and wonders. How many of you will help me this week and pray those four things? We're going to pray for boldness. And we're going to pray for miracles, signs, and wonders. Not just here when we come together, but everywhere that you go. I'm praying that God would accompany you with miracles, signs, and wonders, and with boldness. Amen. They prayed for boldness. And they prayed for miracles, signs, and wonders. Verse 31. The first thing that they did is they prayed for boldness. The second thing that they did in verse 31, the Bible says that when they had prayed, so they prayed for boldness, and when they prayed, there was a, there was a testimony, there was a witness that took place because the whole place where they were at was shaken, and they were all filled. These were people that were already Holy Ghost filled. They were filled again. All right? they, this time, it was not just the initial evidence of the Holy Ghost. It was what we talked about last week, that filling of the horn. It was getting them full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Listen, the things that are going on, I don't know if what's going on in other nations is going to come to America or not. I pray it doesn't. But I'm telling you, if it does come this way, we're not going to be able to operate without the Holy Ghost. Amen. You might think, well, I'm courageous. I'm bold. Ain't nobody going to tell me. Ain't nobody going to shut me up. Okay. All right. Until they come and tell you to shut up. (laughs) Until they come and tell you you can't preach. Until they come and tell you you can't do this and you can't do that. Amen. We got to have a boldness. Amen. And that boldness comes by being full of the Holy Ghost. Every day you need to make sure you're full of the Holy Ghost. Because if we start operating in flesh, if we start operating in flesh, we're on our own. If you start doing it because you think it's a good idea, then all you got to back it up is you. But if you start doing it because it's what God wants you to do, then God will back you up. God will be there with you. So we got to be full of the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. It's one thing to pray about speaking with boldness. But it's another thing to move into action. They didn't just pray about having boldness. They began to speak with boldness. And I'm praying that God would anoint this church and the people of this congregation to begin to speak with boldness. Amen. How many of you know we live in a world right now that is, they're, they're, they're captured by fear. There is fear everywhere you go. If you don't believe me, I, I observed yesterday 
You can observe people these days, and you don't have to look very hard to see it. People coming at each other, and it was, uh, anyway, it, was just, they, they, it looked at just terror on their faces of having to walk in close proximity with one another. Fear. I'm, again, I'm, I'm not saying we shouldn't be wise, but fear. People are captivated by fear, and they need a people that are living by faith. They need a people that say there's hope, amen, that there's an answer, amen, that we're not, we're, we're not prisoners of fear, amen. We are prisoners of faith, amen. Our faith is in Jesus Christ, and so we need to be filled with boldness, boldness. We need to speak with boldness. When we come to church, we need to speak with boldness. On your job, you need to speak with boldness. Amen. Anybody, we can all speak bold right here. We all believe pretty much the same thing. It doesn't take much for me to stand up here right now and run my mouth about, we ain't shutting down. Yeah, it's real bold. It's a whole other thing when they show up and say, hey, you ain't supposed to be here together. You're not supposed to be having church. It's another thing for me to stand up and say we're not shutting down. It's one thing for us to say it in here. It's another thing for us to get bold and begin to proclaim it in the streets of our city and everywhere that we go. Listen, the day for passive, pathetic, sissified Christianity is over. It's over. If you're waiting for that day, that day is done. The ship has sailed on that. It's time for courageous Christians. It's time for bold Christianity. It's time for people to say, my faith is more than a bumper sticker on my car. My faith is what I walk in. My faith is what I live in. I want to just quickly move over to chapter number five. And I want to look at just a few verses there. Verse 17 The high priest rose up and all they that were with them, the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation. They laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, go stand and speak in the temple. Where, the angel said, you know that place they told you not to go gather? Go to that place. And speak to the people all the words of life. And, and, it, and it goes on. But they laid hands on them and they laid them in a common prison. But I'm going to tell you, when we pray for boldness and when we pray for miracle signs and wonders, I want to tell you that a common prison cannot contain a spiritual, supernatural move of God. Amen. The devil thinks that common things are going to confound the church. I've got news for the devil. Common things cannot contain the supernatural. Uh, amen. When God begins to do miracle signs and wonders, uh, the devil might put you behind common bars, uh, but the angel will open up the common bars uh, and bring you out. And he said, go and speak to the people these words of life. Go and do what they're telling you not to do. And again, that's why we need wisdom. Because if you just become a rebel, well, I'm going to do everything the government tells me not to do, I'm going to do. And we'll come visit you. Maybe you can start a ministry on the inside. This isn't about being rebels and just 
not doing what they tell us to do and doing what they don't tell us to do. This is about when the Spirit speaks and says do something, we do it because we're obedient to the Holy Ghost. That's why we've got to be bold and that's why we've got to be full of the Holy Ghost and that's why we've got to operate in wisdom. Amen. But if we will do those things, I want to let you know the enemy can only deal in the common and the common will never contain the supernatural. Devil, you can put me in a common prison, but you can't stop the supernatural if you're operating in the Holy Ghost the supernatural will bail you out of a common prison the supernatural will bring you out of a common prison amen let me conclude they laid hands on them placed them in a common prison amen verse 28 goes on and says, didn't we straightly or weren't we plain when we told you to stop? And now you've filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. And you're trying to bring the, this man's blood upon us. And Peter and the apostles said again, we ought to obey God rather than men. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to start a, a rebellion. I'm not at all. But I am telling you, our our. Submission is first and foremost to the kingdom of God. Our mission is to take the gospel to the whole world. Our mission is to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Again, wisdom, yes. If there's sickness, we'll, we'll take a little bit of a break and let it pass through, and then we'll come back together. But we're not going to stop coming together. We're not going to stop congregating. We're not going to stop reaching our community. We're not going to stop reaching this city with the gospel. Go down to verse 33, and they took counsel to slay them. We're not there yet, thank God. Still got a ways to go on that one. So they, they're taking counsel to slay them. And one stood up in the council, Gamaliel, who had actually been a, a man who trained the Apostle Paul. He had a great reputation, and he made a very wise statement. And I think it's a statement that we need to take understanding from. We need to take counsel from. He references a few other people that had tried to rise up, Judas being one. And then Theodos was another. And he said, these two men, he said of Theodos, he boasted of himself trying to be somebody. He said, and 400 men joined themselves to him. And then he was slain and that work was scattered. He talked about Judas. He tried to make something of himself and he got himself killed and it scattered as well. And so he said, Gamaliel said, listen, we don't have to kill them. He said, here's the, here's the litmus. He said, let's just give them space. He said, because if what they're doing is of man, it will fall apart. But if what they're doing is of God, there's nothing that we can do that will stop it anyhow. Amen. If what they're doing is of man... Amen. It will fall apart. But if what they're doing is of God, there's nothing in the world that we can do to stop it. Amen. I've come tonight to say to this, if what we will do is of God, there's nothing in this world that can stop what God is doing. But if this is just us, if it's just a man's idea, 
If this is just some crazy pastor on a Sunday night getting up and saying we're going to be this and we're going to be that, it will fall apart. Amen. Something will come and bring it to nothing. But if this church has been built upon the foundation of God, and if God is still speaking in 2021, then there's no virus that can stop it. There's no government that can stop it. Amen. There's no political faction that can stop it. So we've got to make sure that what we're doing is of God. And then they beat them and commanded them in the name of Jesus. Or rather, they didn't beat them in the name of Jesus. They commanded them not to speak in the name. I think my dad did that a few times. Beat me in the name of Jesus. And, And look at verse 42, what happens after they beat them and commanded them. No more preaching in Jesus' name. No more going to the temple. And daily in the temple and in every house, they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, the vision I'm going to lay out to you is not how we're going to make some uprising. But my point is this. The church did not cease to reach their world in the midst of persecution or opposition. They didn't shut down and say, well, we're not going to reach our community until this blows over. We're just going to lay low. We're just going to lay low and wait for this to pass through and maybe after this is done and maybe once we get some new leadership in government then that'll be more favorable to the church then, then you know we'll, we'll give it a try again. That's not what they did. They, they put it all on the line and they prayed for boldness and they prayed for miracle signs and wonders and then they went daily into the temple which was a public place and they went daily into homes which were private places and they went into both public and private and they preached the gospel and they evangelized and they reached their world and at some place in the book of Acts they would later say these were men that turned their world upside down. Amen. So we're not going to lay low. We're not going to wait and see how this thing all plays out. I'm, I'm, done, I'm done waiting. We waited a year now. And I think that was wisdom to wait and see what was going on. But I think we've got a good idea of the landscape now. And we need to move forward in wisdom. But we need to move forward. And so I'm going to share with you a plan for evangelism that we're going to start. You, you all have that slideshow back there? There we go. Resource. We started that in January. We're not relaunching a new uh, vision statement. We're just going to build off of the one that we had. Next slide. It's going to all, this whole vision statement or this whole uh, vision that I'm going to share with you, evangelism vision, there's going to be kind of a technology um, parallel that rides along with it. And it's going to be built off of these QR codes. Now, if you don't know what QR codes, look in the back of the chair in front of you. They're still there. I think they are. That's a QR code. If you, if you right now, if you take the camera on your phone and you hold it up to that, it's going to lead you to a link that you can click on. That's every QR code. Uh, restaurants have them now. Every, a year ago, probably most of us wouldn't have known what a QR code. Now everybody knows what a QR code is. And, and what's going to happen is we're, we've got invite cards that we started giving out this morning. We still have some. All right, we still have some out in the, in the uh, foyer. But when you give somebody that QR code and they, they scan that, it will take them to a landing page. A landing I've learned this is all language I didn't know a year ago either. But a landing page simply has uh, relevant information at this time. 
And so right now, if they scan that QR code, it's going to take them and advertise our cookout on uh, next Wednesday night, the 4th. All right? So, uh, and, and it will always be updating. So after the 4th, when, when that cookout is done, that, they go to that landing page, it will take them to the next event that is coming up. All right? And then when that event's over, it will take them to the next event. And it's always refreshing to the most current event that is going on. So let's talk a little bit about these events. First of all, the cookout on August 4th. All right, it's going to be in the parking lot area right out there in the front. Now, I, I heard today the parking lot was full in the morning service. That's awesome. Amen. We want that. We want full parking lots. We want full. Amen. We want every chair in here filled up. We want full. Everybody say full. Amen. We want the house of God to be full. Uh, but for Wednesday night, what we're going to be asking everybody to do is to park on the side area. All right, even I think we can use the, the side uh, parking area out toward the front, the side, but, but that direct front area we want to leave open. So if possible, if you normally, like I know for our family, sometimes I'll drive and Valerie will drive and Brooke will drive and Riley will drive and Cameron will drive. And so we've got, well, I don't think that's possible. We only have four vehicles between us. Uh, somebody rode a skateboard to work one day, I guess. But We've got four cars at church. Well, on these Wednesday nights, we need you to try to consolidate, all right? And, and, and if you can, everybody ride together on that one, on, on these particular nights, all right? Let's minimize. If need be, maybe you could meet up at the park and park a few vehicles and come down together in one vehicle, all right? But these events are for evangelism, so we want you to invite your friends. We want you to invite your coworkers. We want you to invite your family members there passing the cards out to you right now, all right? So all you got to do is give it to them. Say all the information is right there, but we would love to have you uh, come out. It's going to be a time of food and fellowship, free food. Everything's free, all right? Free food, free fellowship, all right? We're going to have hot dogs and hamburgers. There's going to be a bounce house for kids. There's going to be laser tag, uh, basketball, cornhole, all right? Um, and the main thing out of this, we're going to be uh, also pushing for surveys of people that would like a home Bible study, all right? We want to get as many uh, home Bible studies from out of this event as we possibly can. So that's going to be the first event, all right? The next thing that's going to happen, and the other thing that we will promote, uh, so again, after that event, they go to their QR code and they scan, and it's going to promote Ministry Blitz, all right, Ministry Blitz is going to start August the 18th and go through September the 29th. And there's going to be two different classes that will be, actually three different classes that will be going on. Okay, five different classes going on. Uh, the first one will be the, the end time series, the Revelation end time series that we just did. Part two of that will be starting. All right, now it's a 12-week. We're going to do six weeks. And then the plan is next spring we'll do the other six weeks. All right. The other one is we're going to do a career advancement class, very practical training. And we're going to be doing it's going to be a three week class uh, on uh, how to conduct, how to go in, how to uh, fill out, how to make a resume, how to go in and conduct yourself in an interview. And I think something maybe about work ethic, how to be a good worker and get yourself promoted. And how you know it's important to actually show up for work if you got a job. All right. And, and actually, when you're there to do work, those help as well. All right, so, and while that three-week series is going on, we're going to be doing another three-week series that's digital evangelism. I believe a great opportunity we have in, in the common 
culture, and I don't think it's going to go away, and that is the opportunity to do Zoom Bible studies. Think about it. You could do a Zoom Bible study from your living room with up to, and there's no limit. I think with the paid version of Zoom, you could have 100 people in there. All right? So you, you could do one Bible study with 100 people from around the whole world. You could be teaching them a Bible study. And I believe the opportunity is there for us to do this. So during that three-week period, we're going to be training a fleet of home Bible study teachers how to do a Zoom Bible study. So while we're getting from our cookouts and uh, different places, gathering all these people that want Bible studies, we're going to be training Bible study teachers so that we can connect you. All right? The next thing that will happen is September the 8th is going to be our second cookout. All right? And it's going to be pretty similar to the first one that we do. It'll just be a second one. The difference is at the end of this one, again, we'll be getting home Bible studies, finding people that want Bible studies. Uh, and, and also, we're going to be pushing people towards small groups. All right? And we'll talk about small groups here in just a moment. All right. So, everybody good so far? Are you with me? All of these, one will lead to the next. First cookout, getting Bible studies, promoting Blitz. We want everybody to come to Blitz. I think at the second cookout, and you guys can help me remind me, I think the timing is such that if they come to the second cookout on the 8th, they would be just in time to come to the second series of Blitz. So that next three-week segment of uh, career advancement, they could start and come to that if they're there on the 8th. Does that make sense to everybody? All right. Okay, hopefully hopefully it does. I'm trying to hurry up and uh, not keep you here much longer. Um, after that is we're going to be starting small groups. So at the end of our blitz, starting on October the 6th and going through November 10th, we're going to start regional small groups. Now, this is intentional. I know that we in previous times we've done various formats of, of small groups. You know, like if you like somebody or know somebody or you want to be in that person's, you like them or you're close to them, you'd be in their small group. And obviously, if you still do that, you know, we don't have like, Spiritual police are going to follow you around and say you went to the wrong one. But we're doing this intentionally because if, if there is continued um, um, oppression of the church, if there is continued movements as there are in other nations taking place right now where people aren't able, like physically they're restrained from going to church, we still have to come together. And in the book of Acts, they didn't just meet in temples, but they met from house to house. And so we want to make it such so that you could, in a regional area, and we're going to be talking to some of you, and if, if you're willing to open up your home, uh, we're going to be coming to talk to you, and, and, and Brother Roberts and I are going to be working on this, and probably the logistics of it are a little bit of a nightmare, but we're going to figure it out. But we want to have, we're going to do a six-week period of time where all six of those Wednesday nights, we will just have small groups, and we'll meet in those regional homes and it'll be what it was in the book of Acts. We're going uh, to get together and, and have break bread together. That, I don't even know what that means eat. All right? If you're not a Pentecostal, I know it now. You didn't get excited about that. All right? If you're really Pentecostal, that, your antenna just went up. Eat. All right? I just said a Holy Ghost keyword, buzzword right there. So we'll have some food, and then they'll be, we'll get into the Word of God together. We're not going to drag it out all night, and we'll have some. If you're a host, don't worry. We're going to put some guidelines in there to help you out, like, you have to leave by this time, all right? Because I know how it can be as a host. You like people are like, well, I'm the exception. I can hang around till 10:30, and the host is like, no, you're supposed to left 7:30. So anyway, we will try to help out with that. 
Um, and that will go through November 10th. And those will be, again, regional. So hopefully there will be a home group very close to where you live. To where, you know, if gas prices keep going up too much, we might all be riding skateboards to church. Uh, thankfully, they've kind of paused right now. But we want it to be a place that you can get to quickly. All right? That if we need to get information out to the church, we can do it through those small groups. All right? The devil will not win. I don't care how many ways he tries to come. The church will always prevail. But we need to be prepared. Again, wisdom. So we're going to be putting this in place, not because we have to, but because if it comes to that, we want to be ready. All right? Um, let's see. And then while we're doing that, Esperanza Viva is going to be having a six-week, midweek revival right here at Living Hope. Amen. We're believing that God is going to increase Esperanza Viva. Amen. Six weeks in a row, they're going to have powerful church services right here on Wednesday nights, and we're just believing God is going to do incredible things. And then all of this comes to a culmination. Our last event will be October 30th with our fall festival. All right? And uh, everybody knows what fall festival is. It's, it's what it's always been, all right? It's what it's been in the past. It's what it's going to be again in the, in the near future. And we'll do apple butter, and we'll do uh, probably, I, I think for the second cookout back at September 8th, we're looking into getting a climbing wall, like a, one of those uh, rock climbing walls. All right. I'm looking out there to see how many of you are getting excited and how many of you are like me, like, I ain't doing that. I'll stay on the ground and cheer for you guys that are climbing. Anyway, so we're going to try to do our fall festival up really big. And all of that, again, is to, try, is to get Bible studies, is to get people into the kingdom of God. So this is an evangelism push. When you give people those invite cards, if they put it on their dresser, and a month from now, they pick it up and they scan it. It's going to take them to the next event that's going to be coming up. All right? It's going to promote home Bible studies. If they're, if they're in a place of depression, what in the world is going on, we want to connect them with an online end-time Bible study. All right? So all of this is an evangelism push. We're not going to sit back and wait until this blows over. We're not going to sit back and see what happens and what goes on in the government and what goes on with covid Again, I respect it and we'll be wise, but we're not going to sit back and just wait for Jesus to show up. We're going to go out there and we're going to be wise, but we're going to be courageous and we're going to be bold in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe in the midst of this, it, it really may come down that we have to start multiple services on Sunday. This morning, the place was full. And I believe that more and more as we are courageous and bold, People are looking for people that are wise, not foolish, but wise and courageous that they can follow because there's hope. Have you know, when you see somebody who's bold and they're courageous, you want to follow them because they know what they're doing. That's going to be us. We're going to be people that know what we're doing because we're following the lead of the Holy Ghost. All right, so I'm going to pause there and ask, are there any questions? Because a lot of what we talked about was practical. Are there any questions about the vision part of tonight? I'll put my glasses on so I can see you. Any questions about how this is all going to flow? About how the QR codes work? Any questions? All right. How many of you have, did we give them out yet? QR codes? How many of you have your cards? You ready? All right. All right. And, and, and that, that card, I understand it's just a card, but I'm praying, pray over those. Pray that God would grant you boldness. Because I'm telling you, there is a hurting world out there. There's a hungry world. There's a scared Afraid world out there that needs somebody who's got direction. And we have it. Amen? Amen. Well, let's stand together. 
Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. So I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to wait.